All right, everybody, welcome to Monday's Art for Marketing. I am your host, Mitch Peak, and today my special guest is Miss Megan Anderson. How are you, Megan? I am doing good. I'm happy to be on here. Yes, I'm happy to have you. So obviously, uh, you know, like I said, this is a Mortflix original series, uh, week three. And, uh, you know, we're just here to talk about marketing and help people, you know, along the way, you know, find, you know, new strategies that they can use every day to help them. So let's start off with what you do and, uh, and, and where you're from. Yeah, so I am the VP of marketing here at MBS Highway, a platform created to help originators and real estate agents increase their batting average, close more transactions, build more referral partners. And also, since we're talking about marketing, we help them get started with video marketing. Awesome. Yeah, and I think, uh, you know, video marketing is one of the biggest things that it's helping people separate themselves. Um, at this point, there's not enough people doing it. Um, you know, I think obviously once everybody starts doing it, it's going to become maybe less impactful, <laughs> but we're, we're, we're a long ways from that. So tell us what the first thing people should do when it comes to video marketing in your eyes. The first thing that people should do is not be afraid of having themselves on video. And listen, I know that it's not normal. I know that it's uncomfortable. Everyone starts off feeling that way. We don't all just show up and say, put me behind a camera. I'm ready to go and be amazing. It takes work, but in the long run, it's going to position yourself as that local trusted advisor. And it's going to help you stay top of mind with your clients, with your referral partners, and ultimately generate leads. So first and foremost, do not be afraid to put yourself on video. Yeah, and I can attest to that because I was one of those people. <laughs> I know, we were just talking about this in the green room and now you're doing four shows and you're on video all the time. Right, and uh, in the beginning I was, you know, hosting those events and I was having other people be on, you know, video and hosting the events and I was just in, in the background. So, um, yeah, it just takes a little bit of time for people to get used to it. You know, similar with my podcast, you know, obviously when I got on there, Laura was killing it, you know, she was all the, the show because you know she'd been doing that stuff before but you know i was kind of a little bit nervous with podcasts and then you know we're on episode about to be 20 this week and you know i feel like i'm a lot more comfortable being behind the microphone and the camera because we do show our you know video podcasts on Mortflix and uh, youtube as well so it just takes time i mean nobody's good at anything when they first start yes it definitely takes time and it's it's been amazing to watch your journey as well I appreciate that. Yeah, it's like, uh, you know, baseball, you know, when little kids start out with baseball and t-ball, they're not good. <laughs> you know, they're, they're hitting the ball and then running to a third base or, you know, you're, you're going to have a, a bad time to start with. But once you get into it, it, it's easy. And, you know, it just comes naturally once you start flowing and, and get used to it. So what other advice do you have for people when it comes to to video? Well, one thing that I have been recently exploring and I'm absolutely obsessed with right now because I've gotten my video views up thousands upon thousands on average since I've started doing this is, listen, if you're on Instagram right now and you're posting videos, try incorporating Instagram Reels. This is a feature that is very similar to TikTok, but on Instagram and 
anytime that a platform comes out with a new feature, or in this case, you know, they're trying to get everyone from TikTok to just come on Instagram and not use that platform, what it does is it ranks it up higher in the algorithm. So on average, you know, we were doing video posts with MBS Highway, and those were getting about three to 400 views on them. Since we started doing reels, it's in the three or 4,000s of oh, views. Wow. On them. So definitely encourage that. Again, this is a learning curve, but if you're doing videos already, try and turn those into reels. What are your thoughts on TikTok? I know, you know, I think it's probably good for business people, but it's not really that good for people that like TikTok, but with them moving from 60 second to 30 minute videos, what are your thoughts on that? Have you tried anything with that yet? <sighs> to be honest, I haven't jumped on the whole TikTok bandwagon. I do have an account. For the longest time, though, I was kind of that person where I was like, no, that is not my kind of content. I'm not going to be up dancing around. I'm not going to be pointing at different words. I just felt right. uncomfortable doing that kind of content anyways. But once I started diving into it, utilizing more so Instagram Reels versus TikTok for building the similar types of videos. Right. Um, it's fun. It's so much fun. So don't be, don't be afraid to get out there and try these silly videos or put your own spin on them in a way that makes you feel comfortable but can also help you go viral as well. Right. So that's how I feel about it. TikTok, you know, it's turning into a really great place for people to be on. And I've seen a lot more of the older population start to get on TikTok and use it to promote their business. I think right. it's a fun, creative way to get on there and talk about what sometimes feels like a dry topic, mortgage related, and turn it into fun viral content. Yeah, and I think with TikTok, people are finding that it's both ends of the spectrum. You're going to get a lot of weird people. <laughs> you know, yeah. you're going to get a lot of odd comments and, you know, this, that, and the other, but you also get a lot of people that are, you know, that normally wouldn't have found you. You know, yeah. if I'm scrolling through looking at funny stuff and something funny comes up about mortgages and I'm like, well, I'll never be able to get a mortgage. And then you pop up on, you know, the next day talking about, well, yeah, you can get a mortgage with no down payment. Then they're going to be like, oh, I, what, I can? So yeah, that's grown a lot in, in the business side of things. So with the reels, how long are the videos? How long can they be? You can go up to 30 seconds. So okay. it's short, sweet, to the point. Okay. Yeah. So with TikTok, they used to be 60, but I think, I don't know if everybody is, but I think a lot of people are starting to be able to do three minutes, which yeah. you know, I think that gets a little much to me. I agree. It will be interesting to see how that affects viewership of videos and right. it'll just be interesting to see if people adopt that and start utilizing more of the longer video content. Yeah, it's, it's, it seems like it could be one of those things where you always see these companies come out with new things and sometimes it, you know, them, but sometimes it pushes them down, yeah. you know, backwards. So, you know, the whole point of TikTok was the 30, 60 mm -hmm. seconds and you're moving on. Or if, you know, then they put part two, you got to go over and find part two, but to have three minutes, you know, I don't know that I'm going to sit there and watch a three minute video on TikTok, but We'll have to see how it works out for them. So outside of video, what is the number one thing people should be doing marketing wise to help their business? Be consistent for starters. And listen, people consume content for a few reasons. One, it's entertaining. Two, it provides value to them. So make sure that any content that you're putting out there is doing just that. It's either educating people or it's providing value. Maybe you're talking about 
you know, different economic reports, different housing reports. And we break all this down in MBS Highway so you guys can easily understand this. But it makes it easier to go ahead and create that content and just make sure that you're providing value at the end of the day. Right. It's all about value. People will, will tune in for entertainment, but the value is really, you know, what keeps them coming back. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit about what you do at MBS Highway to help people, you know, within your system that's unique. Yeah, so the one tool I was talking about at the beginning of this that is really helpful for getting people started with video content is called Social Studio. It's a fun tool that turns your computer screen into a teleprompter. And we have different topics in there. You know, what's the difference between a prequal versus a pre-approval? Why does the Fed funds rate not equal my mortgage rate? I thought I was getting a 0% here. So we break all these down and it's in a teleprompter portion. So it's right at the top of the screen. You simply just read the text. If you can read, you can create a video. And I've absolutely loved seeing people's journeys with this. You know, one individual, his name's Eric. He's really great. He's a loan originator. He was completely against video. He heard me speak at Mastermind. Man, this is like four years ago now. And we came out with our social studio tool. So he was all motivated to get in and start doing video and he started incorporating it and being consistent with it. And he used our social studio tool to help him get more comfortable because at first you get very judgmental in your mind, you know, how am I supposed to take this, this in-depth response and put it to 30 to 60 seconds in a video and be concise? How do I know people are gonna like what I'm saying? Well, the social studio tool helps you get over all of that. And I'm telling you, once you just start being consistent and you start posting, your your confidence is going to increase. You're going to have people start to reach out to you, say, thank you for this post. It really helped me. You're going to have people reach out for questions. It's going to bring in leads. You're going to see how posting on social media can generate business. Right. And that tool has just been phenomenal. Eric, who I mentioned, he has increased his business four times since he started utilizing social media video. So it's powerful. We just first have to let go of that fear, let go of that judgment and just get out there and do it. Yeah. Cause I think, I mean, we are harder on ourselves than anyone else oh, is going to be honest. <laughs> and uh, you know, it's, it's uh, easy to be hard on yourself, but no one else cares what your <laughs> hair looks like or, you know, what you're wearing or any of that, uh, obviously, unless you, you know, show up completely uh, undone. But, <laughs> you know, if, if you're, uh, if you're doing video, you just got to do it, take that first step and, and get it done. So <clears throat> what else do you guys focus on on the marketing side um, for loan officers to help them, you know, get over that hump? Well, one thing that has been really powerful for us from, you know, kind of a sales standpoint, bringing in more business, bringing in more trials for MBS Highways, we started utilizing Facebook Lives and having different economic experts kind of come in and be our guests. And it was really perfect timing when we started doing this because the market was going a little bit haywire and everyone was like, what in the world is going on? And everyone looks at MBS Highway and Barry Habib to kind of help them navigate this. So it was an easy transition. But during that time period, you know, we would go from maybe 
a few hundred people tuning into our Facebook Lives to, I remember at one point, we topped 10,000 people watching us just on this Facebook Live. Now, it's not always like that, but when the market is volatile, it really <laughs> gets in. people tuning in. And that was a really great way for us to generate new business while also providing value as well. Yeah, and I think that's easily um, able to be done by loan officers or real estate agents because they can simply invite on a guest and right. chat with somebody in, in their area about, you know, whether it be your loan officer, you talk to a real estate agent in your area or, you know, really anyone at a, at a business that has something to do with your community, I think will definitely bring in more viewers because you're getting your viewers and their viewers. Yeah, and not only that, but if you're new to video, it really takes the pressure off. You know, for me, like when I started my podcast, Behind the Breakthrough, it was a lot easier for me because I, I could control the conversation. I didn't mind being on video because I could control the conversation. Also on the Facebook Lives, it was a nice way to get comfortable with it because, again, you're controlling the conversation. It's a little bit more intimidating when someone is interviewing you. Right. But, you know, and it could be endless. I love the idea of you know you interviewing your real estate agent or the local coffee shop in the neighborhood of your agent's new listing that just went on the market or you could even interview first-time home buyers asking them about their their fears and their concerns why they haven't purchased a home yet and you could overcome all of these objections and fears on on that interview that you're doing yeah, and really you could interview any of your friends you know and you know you could interview if you're a loan officer you could interview any of your friends and just say, hey, you know, what's your experience? You know, when did you buy your first home? What were the rates like? How was your experience? You know, just different things that could help people who, you know, what, how much did you use for down payment? You know, that kind of stuff that would, mm -hmm. you know, pique the interest of your viewers and be like, oh, they didn't have to pay a down payment or, you know, they only had to pay 3%. I thought I had 20%, <laughs> you know. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so that's a good strategy to just get anybody in there with you that can provide a little bit of value, answer some questions and, uh, you know, just anybody really <laughs> that, that's going to be willing to talk to you on camera. Agreed. It's the opportunities are endless. You just first have to get over your fear and get out there and start doing it. And don't think you have to go Facebook Live to start with any of these. Yes, it will get your engagement higher because all of your friends will be notified, hey, Megan's going live right now. Right. But don't freak out about that at first. What's more important is you're just getting out there, providing value and creating this content. So if you're too afraid to start off doing lives, that's okay. Record it and go ahead and you can post it later. And the nice thing about kind of interviewing people as well is that one, it positions you as the trusted advisor, which is the whole reason that you're doing this. But two, it allows you to create micro content from that. So, you know, from this interview where we're going, you know, 25, 30 minutes, well, we could break this down into micro content where Maybe I say something totally inspiring and we turn it into a quote or a small little segment of the video. And that's really when it becomes easy to be consistent as well, because I hear endlessly from originators, listen, I just don't have time. And I know the market's been crazy. A lot of people have been bringing in production levels that are unheard of for them before. And it's great. But at the end of the day, you do have time. And it's not just about 
you know, maybe you don't have so much time right now, but it's about being consistent with this. So when the market does slow down, it's all cyclical that we protect our business. So don't think about it so much as, oh, I don't need business right now. So I'm not going to worry about video. I'm only going right. to do it when I need it. That's not what this is about. This no. is about nurturing those leads. Maybe they're not ready for a mortgage now, but maybe they'll be ready for a mortgage in two years from now. But because you've been staying consistent and you've been posting these videos, well, they remember you. So when they're ready, they're gonna reach out. And maybe two years from now, the market's not gonna be as hot as it is now, and you're gonna be appreciating the fact that you've been doing this. Right, and you know, it's kind of like the, you know, your low oil light on your car. People say when that comes on, it's too late. Well. If you need business, it's too late. <laughs> you know, yes. if you haven't been taken care of, you know, building a pipeline and, and maintain that pipeline this entire time, then when it comes to that point, it's it's going to be too late, and you're going to have to start basically yeah. start over. Yeah. You have to start, you know, start from scratch and hustling phone calls for past clients and and whatever else that you have to do to find business. So yeah, it's key. Keep moving through the business that you're dealing with in the, in the hot times, but you better be taking care of your referral partners. Mm -hmm. You better be taking care of your pipeline and you better be building your pipeline, um, you know, not just maintaining it. So video is a, is a key to that. So what's too much? Is there too much video? Um, you know, I know a lot of people do video, but sometimes you see on their story, it's like, you know, 32 things all day. So, so what, what is too much? I mean, it's an interesting question because at the end of the day, you want to pick what you can be consistent with for a long period of time. If you can post three times a day and you can be consistent with that for the next nine months or so, great. Go ahead and do that. Um, when I, you know, what I don't like to see is people like their New Year's resolutions where they're like, I'm going to get fit this year. I'm going to drop this 50 pounds. What do they do? They go to the gym the first week. They overdo it. They're in there all the time then they can't even move their arms the next couple days. They're right. so sore, they're hating life. They get burnt out and they end up not going again. So don't get burnt out. You don't need to post everything all at once, right away, right when you create it. No, you can plot this out so that you can be consistent, maybe posting once a day for the next 90 days, whatever it is. But don't make that mistake because that doesn't really help us in the long term. We have to stay consistent so the algorithm knows, okay, you know, I know this post would be really great for this individual. I'm going to share it to them. I'm going to share it to them. It's going to get us higher up in that algorithm the more consistent that we are. So be more consistent versus thinking that you have to post all day, every day. And then aside from that, I also want to really bring up the fact that we're providing value with these. You know, if I came on and I was making a post about, you know, oh, we got the latest inflation numbers from CPI, Consumer Price Index. This is what it is. And I spend the next 15 videos talking about CPI and inflation and where rates are headed. Well, okay, great. Originators might really tie to that a little bit, but they're probably going to get burnt out by video five or be like, why does she keep talking about this or making the same point? Right. Now, if I came in and I started talking about a story, you know, maybe this story goes on for 10 different posts, but it's a story. And I make this key distinction here because we're in the mortgage space where it is very data heavy. People, especially the average consumer that's looking to buy a home, they're not going to remember the data. 
They're not going to remember that rate. They're not going to remember the inflation numbers. They're not going to remember all this stuff. They want that value, but people also really, really attach to stories. I mean, look at all the stories that have been handed down generations after generations. Think about that movie that you watched as a kid. You haven't seen it in 20 years, but you remember the plot completely. Right. It's ingrained in you. People remember stories. So as you're creating this content, build a story around it. And even better if it's a personal story. Do you have a personal story of your first time, your first home buying experience? Do you have a personal story about how you didn't have money to renovate your bathroom, but you did a cash out refi and now you're not fighting with your spouse every day? Do right. you have a personal story about any of this? That is stuff that we want to bring in because of, remember, people remember stories. Yeah, I think uh, connecting the data to a story, that's a very good point. Because, you know, like you said, unless it says lowest rates of the year or, low, or lowest yeah. rates of the lifetime, then people are like, oh, okay, that makes sense. But when you're like, oh, you get a 2.75, they're like, well, is that good or is that bad? You know, yeah. like they don't understand, um, you know, what that means to them in the long run, um, or if that means their payment's going to be $200 more or $200 less or, you know, any of that. So you got to get them with the story and, and that's all people really are going to care about, especially the average consumer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the story gets them to know, like, and trust you as well. You know, if you've gone through that past experience and they're going through it right now, well, they're instantaneously drawn to you. And remember people do business with people they know, like, and trust. Right. And I had uh, a friend of mine, Ryan Owens, on the show, the, the first episode of this. And one thing I remember him doing was really cool. It was he was a loan officer. He went out and there was a community that had, you know, the, his real estate agent had some houses for sale. And he went out and did like a production video on, on this, you know, community. So he mm -hmm. went and showed like the front sign. And then he went and showed like the public pool within the community. He showed like the cool playground that they have for kids. And, you know, he showed the houses and the streets and, you know, did like a whole video based on just the community. And then he was like, Hey, you know, here's this, you can use this and gave it to his real estate agent. And they're like, man, that's awesome. You know, like, mm -hmm. you know, people, that's what people want to know about without happening. They didn't have to drive there. They didn't have to drive there and be like, Oh, is there a park for the kids nearby? Or is there a public pool where we can use yeah. it for? You know what's this what's it look like the rest of the community look like so he gave them all that information without them having to drive out there so would you suggest doing other types of video or just you know selfie video as i call it you know like we're doing right now i love all types of videos i do think it's important to put your face on the video at some point in time because it will right again, build your reputation. But there's so many ways to get creative with this. I was on a coaching call the other day and this individual, they have a completely different kind of way that they do business. We were talking about how to market the way that they actually do business. And one thing that he's doing is he's taking, every time he closes a loan, he covers the cost of a dog getting rescued. So that fee that you pay when you go to a humane society oh, right. about the dog. So we were talking about marketing and what he could do for this. And you know, one thing that performs so well on any social platform is cute, cuddly animals. <laughs> so he's going to be showcasing this. Now it's all tied to mortgages, but you're not going to be looking at a post being like, 
you know, oh, what's going on in the market, what's, you know, but this is content that's going to be able to go viral and it also serves a purpose. In this day and age, there's a lot of, especially when you look at millennials coming in and coming out with businesses, a lot of it is focused on giving back in some regard. Right. Let me take a look at, there's certain water bottles out there. You can go buy a water bottle and it, so much sense goes back to these kids in poverty or what have you. People like that stuff because it pulls yep. at their heartstrings. And so maybe think about different creative ways to do business like that as well. Maybe you're already giving back, but you're not promoting this. Right. Well, go ahead and share those stories because people really connect with that. Absolutely. And that kind of ties into the next question I have for you. So I hear, I hear that, you know, having your kids, animals, or water in the background of your videos will get more attention. Do you, do you see truth in that? I mean, oh, 100%. Where, where people should be or what they should be having in the background, what do you think is the best options? So my favorite thing to have in the background is not what I have in the background right now. I'm currently at the corporate office here in Jersey, so I'm traveling around a lot. But I think your background should really represent who you are, your brand, and your business. So maybe you've won a bunch of awards and accolades for, you know, best customer service or, you know, whatever the case may be. Have those in the back because people are kind of snoopy. You know, one, if you're just sitting right. there talking, maybe they're zoning out a little bit. But everyone is always like, what is in the back there? You know, they're looking. So right. if it's stuff that builds your brand, builds your business, maybe you have a podcast, so you have your podcast name up on the background. Or, you know, maybe you have some family photos. Whatever it is, it needs to build you as a brand and a person. Maybe you really love... Um, I'm thinking of Coach Bill Hart right now. He really loves airplanes, and I can't remember the specific type of airplanes. And he's also involved with that um, company that gives back where you buy the boots, you know, and they, they provide boots for military members. Um, he has that in the background. You know, he has his pair of boots. He has an airplane. And it really just gets people to ask questions, like, why right. do you have a pair of boots in your background? And then you get to share this story that again people really connect with and it builds you as a person it builds you as a brand and you know at the end of the day if there was someone looking i know coach bill doesn't originate anymore but let's say you know someone was looking for a mortgage and they see this individual that you know used to be involved in the military loves giving back to the military and then they see someone else that doesn't well they're going to be more attached to the person that that they relate to and at the right. end of the day well that's going to end up being a lead for us to convert. Yeah, and it's funny because I had uh, Kyle Draper on last week on this show, and he, in his background, had a lot of hats, you mm -hmm. know, and he was like, I put those there because if someone says, hey, what's that hat? And then he can be like, well, it's actually a hat that I bought when I was speaking at such and such event. So he buys a hat every city that he goes to, Love and then that. it's a good way to, you know, gives him an opportunity to tell a story about, you know, the event he was speaking at about marketing, you know, so that all ties in exactly like you said. So as you can tell, mine's about as, uh, you know, plain as you can get. So that's one thing I'm working on. I gotta get some shelving or, or something back here so I can have uh, something besides a, a beige wall. One thing too, for people that have really small spaces where maybe you can't have shelves or you can't really put anything behind you, um, I've seen people use 
basically like a shower curtain or a piece of fabric right. where it adds a little bit more dimension to the background. And listen, it's okay if you can't have shelves. It's okay if you don't have anything to kind of put as little knickknacks that'll get people asking more questions. It's great if you do, but if you don't, even on that background, you can make it a little better by going out and getting a shower curtain. Yep, and you know, the great Steve Sims does that. <laughs> yeah, he has a steel backdrop. Yeah, it looks like steel and it. it's just a shower curtain. Or, now, or if you do go the shower curtain route, I will suggest that you secure it at all ends. I've watched some people on videos where they have the backdrop that's just a piece of fabric or a shower curtain and the fan all of a sudden decides to turn on and it's like you're in a psychedelic movie or something. <laughs> it's, it's too much. Yeah, that's, that's one thing I was gonna bring up too is what are your thoughts on the green screen? Because to me, it's more of a distraction than anything. Like, you know, when people use green screen and then I see like their hand come across and it disappears yeah. and then comes back and half their hair is not there. And it's like, you yeah. know, that's all I see when I'm talking to somebody on green screen. So what are your thoughts on that? Listen, I think that it can be great in some regards. Like if you're in an instance where you can't have a good background and you can't move anywhere else and your green screen is the only option, Right. then great, go ahead and do that. I've seen people actually make the beginning of their speeches in this virtual world very entertaining by having different, you know, a funny image or a funny part of a video, like a movie that we all know in a scene right. have it up right when they start. Now they don't leave it there the whole time, but it can be a great way in this virtual world to add kind of a prop to the beginning of your speech because we're all kind of, worn out and bogged down by zoom calls you know yeah, right. at this I, I saw on the news a guy that had like a video of himself playing on the green screen walking in yeah. on himself. like <laughs> he was on a zoom call but it was him walking in like you know out of the shower and he was like oh and <laughs> turned around and walked away and i'm like that's hilarious you know, i that's, love that that's hilarious <laughs> but i do agree with you the green screens are very obnoxious like i find myself watching the video to be you know, like when it's just an office in the background, I find myself watching the video, trying to decipher if it's a green screen or not a green screen. <laughs> and right. so I'm not actually listening to what they're saying. And I don't think, I don't think the technology is completely there yet where, you know, we're not gonna get that weird halo around the head or their arm disappearing or half their face disappearing or they don't have any shoulders and they're just a yeah, floating head. Yeah, face and it's like, <laughs> yes. you know, gone. But a, a lot of that also depends on lighting as well. You know, if you have a good high quality camera and then you also have good lighting kind of from all sides of you, that green screen is going to look a lot better and you're going to have a lot less of that odd distortion. Right. Awesome. Well, this has been fun. I appreciate joining us. You got any uh, last words of advice for our audience? Um, the only thing that I wanted to kind of come full circle on is you mentioned, you know, your friend that you had on here that was doing, you know, here's the local community pool, the coffee shop, kind of showcasing things around. Well, in this crazy market, I think it's a really good idea to do content like that because we have so many people coming in that are buying homes sight unseen, that are coming up with these crazy offers, waving appraisal, waving a home inspection, doing all of this kind of stuff that I think think when you can build it, the presence and build that neighborhood vibe or energy through social media, through your content, 
that it's really powerful right now because we see people coming in buying things sight unseen. Yeah. So the more you can showcase it and show the opportunity, I think that's an amazing thing to do right now, taking advantage of the kind of market we're in and just the way people are buying. Awesome. Yeah, I agree. It's a, uh, it's a unique uh, world that we live in. You know, I thought before it was weird when people would buy a car from halfway across the country without seeing it and have it shipped no. to them. And now people are doing that with like, $400,000 houses and, you know, waving inspections and, you know, I, I don't know. It's, it's wild to see people doing that, but it's, it's 2021. It's just the, the, the twin sister of 2020 is all I know. All I know too, but get out there, you guys get over your fears just do it already. And if you guys want more help or info on anything, you can just text Megan M E G A N to three, three, seven, seven, seven. Awesome. Appreciate your time. Thanks, Megan. Thanks.